Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I'm so glad you've chosen to join me for a story today, because the one I'll be reading is a very special story. The title is Voyage to the Star Kingdom. It's a fantastical story about storms, faith, and eternal hope. But it's based on a real family who lives in Memphis, Tennessee, the Gieselmans. I'm going to share more with you about the family and the author, Anne Riley, after you've heard the story. Now, get your listening ears clear to hear and your imagination ready to visualize The Voyage to the Star Kingdom by Anne Riley. The summary of Voyage to the Star Kingdom on the cover of the book tells us in the small community of Village Upon Stone, a storm settles solely over the house of a beloved family. Instead of leading their normal, happy life, the family, a father, a mother, and three daughters, must battle fierce winds and torrential rain. The other villagers come to the family's aid, but it's no use against the rapidly rising waters. The family and their neighbors pray to the Star King for relief. They know he is good, but they have never endured such a storm. What if he does not send help? But he does, and after the family receives the Star King's gifts, he sends an angel fish to invite them to a grand banquet at the Radiant Palace. The family is thrilled, but the Star King has asked that the two younger daughters travel to his kingdom first, with the rest of the family to follow afterwards. The family is alarmed by this request, but the angelfish reminds them that the Star King does not always do things in the usual way, and they will be with their daughters again sooner than they think. They trust the Star King, so they send their daughters to his kingdom in a makeshift boat led by the angelfish. On their voyage, the girls experience beauty, darkness, and fear, but eventually reach the palace, which immediately feels like home. The people who greet them there is the greatest surprise of all. Inspired by a real-life family, Voyage to the Star Kingdom is a vivid reminder that our stories don't end with death, and that the king is indeed making all things new. The Voyage to the Star Kingdom by Anne Riley. Once upon a time, in a small house in Village Upon Stone, there lived a very special family, a father, a mother, and three enchanting daughters. Look at her eyes, people used to say of the oldest daughter. They gleam like the light of the moon. Listen to her laugh, people said of the middle daughter. It bubbles like water from a spring. Watch her go, people said of the youngest daughter. She is as fearless as a lion. One morning, a storm appeared over the house. None of the villagers knew where the storm had come from or why it hovered only over the family's house. But everyone agreed that the family should not weather it alone. "'Please take our umbrellas,' said one villager. "'Let me patch your roof,' offered another. The villagers joined hands around the house. 
We will pray to the Star King. He may not quiet the storm, but he will always send help. And so the villagers prayed. It stormed for days. The villagers repaired the family's house, but water still crept through the cracks and puddled on the floor. The puddles grew into pools, and the pools became a flood. Didn't the Star King hear our prayers? asked the father. Doesn't he see the storm? asked the mother. The father and mother trusted the king, but they had never endured a storm like this. What if he had neither heard nor seen? Just then, something huge soared through the window. It had wide green leaves and a wide flower in its center. It's a water lily, shouted the youngest daughter. A frog poked his head through the petals. I bring you a gift from the Star King, he croaked. When the waters rise, he will always send a boat. The family climbed onto the water lily. Wind gusted through the house. The family shivered. It's so cold, the oldest daughter said. I wish we had a blanket. A beautiful one with bright colors, added the middle daughter. And big enough for all of us, cried the youngest daughter. Suddenly, two gigantic creatures flew through the window and unfurled in front of the fireplace. They were bright green with yellow dots on their backs. Fuzzy yellow antennas sprouted from their heads. They're Luna moths, shouted the middle daughter. The first moth said, We bring you a gift from the Star King. When you're cold, said the second moth, he will always send warmth. The moths fluttered onto the water lily and wrapped their wings around the family. The waters rose and the wind whooshed. One by one, all the candles went out. It's too dark, said the youngest daughter. How can the king light our candles again? At once, a hundred twinkling lights streamed into the house. They wove around the moss wings and slipped between the water lily's petals. They're fireflies, shouted the oldest daughter. One firefly landed on the father's shoulder. We bring you a gift from the Star King, he said. When darkness surrounds you, he will always send light. But we can only see each other, the water lily and the moths. Nothing beyond the inside of our house, said the mother. The firefly flew to the mother's shoulder. The light only reveals what you need to see. As the storm pounded down on their house, the family nestled deeper into the petals of the water lily. The moths kept their wings wrapped around them, and the fireflies held back the darkness. That night, as the family slept, an orange fish with blue-tipped fins sailed through the window. She swam up to the lily. Beloved family, the fish called, waking them. I bring you a message from the Star King. It's an angel fish, said the mother, one of the king's assistants. The Star King has prepared a banquet for you at the Radiant Palace, said the angel fish. I will be your guide on the great adventure to the Star Kingdom. A banquet, said the youngest daughter. 
I must wear my ruffled dress. A great adventure, said the middle daughter. We must bring a map. The star king, said the oldest daughter. We must take him a gift. The angelfish smiled. There's no need for dresses. The king will give you beautiful satin gowns. There's no need for a map. The king will draw you to himself, and there is no need for gifts. Your presence will be his greatest treasure. But most people who attend the king's banquet are very old, said the father. Surely our daughters are too young. The angelfish pulled off one of the lily's leaves and placed it in the water. Many people who embark on the great adventure have lived a long time in the village, but there are some who have lived only a little while. These are the ones the Star King holds dearest. She fashioned the leaf into a boat. It floated well, but it couldn't fit the whole family. For now, she said, only the two youngest daughters will depart. The rest of you will follow at a later time. We can't all go together? asked the oldest daughter. The Star King does not always do things as we expect, the angelfish replied kindly. You will be reunited, but you must travel separately. Allow me to be their sail, said one of the moths, stretching out his great wings. One of the fireflies whirred excitedly. Place half of us in a jar. We will be their lantern. Thank you, said the angelfish. She plucked the jar out of the water and collected half of the fireflies inside. You will be together again sooner than you think, said the angelfish. The star king is not bound by time. The angelfish leapt out of the water, turned toward the window, and flew into the night sky. The water lily boat followed her as a carriage follows a horse. As the boat soared higher, the girls watched their house grow smaller, and they could see dozens more of the king's gifts approaching their family. Look at that dragonfly, said the middle daughter. It's carrying a bucket in its mouth. To help your family empty the water from their house, said the angelfish. The youngest daughter gasped. And look at that owl. It's carrying a satchel full of candles. To replace the ones that were lost in the flood, said the angelfish. Don't you see? The king will always hold up your family in the midst of the storm. Soon they reached the celestial sea. Stars glittered all around them. Village upon stone was too far away to see, but the star kingdom hadn't yet appeared. What is that? asked the middle daughter, pointing straight ahead. A great shadow lurked in front of the boat. It was so dense that it blotted out many of the stars. The angelfish flew faster, tugging the boat along behind her. The prince of darkness fights the star king at every turn. The shadow is his attempt to separate us from the king. Will it hurt us? asked the youngest daughter. Fear not, said the angelfish. It carries no sting for you. Release your light into the sky, and you will see that the prince of darkness has already lost the fight. 
At that moment, the girls remembered their jar of fireflies. It glowed brightly from the bow of their boat. The middle daughter picked it up. She looked at her sister. Ready? The youngest daughter nodded. Together, they lifted the jar over their heads. The fireflies scattered into the dark sky, revealing a great host of other angel fish around the boat. They darted through the shadow over and over, creating a new hole each time. When did they get here? asked the youngest daughter. The angel fish replied, They've been here all along. The king has many warriors fighting for you, whether you see them or not. Warriors? asked the middle daughter. I thought you were his assistants. To assist the king is to fight evil, said the angel fish. They are one and the same. The boat drew closer to the shadow. The other angel fish continued to zip through it back and forth, in and out. Will we fly through it too? asked the youngest daughter. Yes, said the angel fish. The shadow can seem frightening, but you must remember that you are children of the Star King. You are strong enough to face the shadow because he has given you strength. Suddenly, the girls felt stronger than ever before. We must call out the king's name as we pass through, said the angel fish. It will weaken the shadow even more. As the boat pierced the shadow, the angel fish flipped her tail wildly. I come in the name of the Star King. The Prince of Darkness has no power over me. I come in the name of the Star King, shouted each girl. The Prince of Darkness has no power over me. The shadow groaned and creaked as the boat slipped through. The girls looked back to see the hole they had created. It was five times bigger than their boat. Excellent work, the angel fish called to them. We have fought well for the king and weakened the prince's shadow. Now, look before you. We are approaching the star kingdom. Mountains jutted out from the celestial sea their tops gleaming with snow. Houses dotted the sides of the mountains, set in amongst golden trees. And at the bottom of the mountains, in a green valley, sat the radiant palace. As the girls approached the shore in their water-lily boat, a man came out of the radiant palace and walked down the pathway to the sea. Something about him seemed familiar. "'Look at his robe,' said the middle daughter." It's the same white and green as the water lily that held us back home. And his smile, said the youngest daughter, it fills me with warmth, like the luna moth's wings. But it wasn't until the angel fish docked their boat that the girls noticed his eyes. They burned so fiercely with love that all thoughts of darkness were driven away. Just like the fireflies, the girls said together. Are you the Star King? asked the youngest daughter, although she felt sure that he was. The king smiled. I have many names. Elohim, Jehovah, the Alpha and the Omega, the Prince of Peace, the Good Shepherd, and yes, the Star King. Oh, my beloved children, I'm so glad you're here. He opened his arms and they ran to him. 
The banquet table is set for five guests, he said, holding them close. Now that you're all here, the feast shall begin. Five, said the middle daughter, but there are only two of us. Are there? the king asked. My daughters, look behind you. Three creatures were flying toward the star kingdom. The first was an eagle, and on its back sat the girl's smiling father. The second was a butterfly, which brought the girl's laughing mother. The third was a ladybug, ridden by the oldest daughter, who waved madly at her sisters. The girls clutched each other's hands. Could their family be here already? Do you remember my words as we set off on the great adventure? asked the angelfish. The girls remembered. You will be together again sooner than you think. The Star King is not bound by time. Many years have passed for your family, said the king, but for you it has only been a moment. Go. Kiss your father and mother, and give your sister the hug she's been dreaming of. The girls ran back to the shore as the eagle, the butterfly, and ladybug landed. It was hard to say which of them hugged the other first, or who kissed whose cheeks the most, but after a while the star king spoke again. I've prepared a house, especially for you, he said, nodding toward the mountains. I think you'll recognize it. A small, oddly familiar house sat on one of the mountains. It faced the celestial sea and overlooked the radiant palace. It's our house from village upon stone, said the father. And yet it isn't, said the mother. Not quite. The holes in the roof were gone. They hadn't been patched. It was more like they never existed at all. Even from the shore, the family could see the smoke curling up from the chimney. There must already be a fire in the hearth, warm and bright. But the best part was the space over the house, which was clear, sunny, and decidedly unstormy. When you are ready... The celebration will begin, said the king. Welcome home. From that moment on, there was no more fear or sadness, no more crying or pain. It never stormed, it never got too cold, and the lights never went out. But most importantly, the family was together, forever and always and they lived joyfully ever after, because the Star King had made all things new. This concludes the story of the voyage to the Star Kingdom by Anne Riley. Now I'm going to read a passage from the Word of God that gives a further description of how all things will be made new in Revelations 21. 1 through 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, 
coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Now, I would like to tell you about the real-life family experiencing the storm that we read about in Voyage to the Star Kingdom. Several years ago, the Gieselmans found out that their daughter, Milla, had a rare fatal brain disease called Batten disease. There was no cure, and at the time, no treatment at all. After having their other girls tested, they discovered that their youngest, Elle, was also affected. She began to show the first symptoms of Batten disease shortly after her diagnosis. As you can imagine, this double diagnosis was devastating for the family, who had no choice but to wait. Anne Riley, an author based in Birmingham, Alabama, and a good friend of the Gieselman family, felt what she called a nudge from the Holy Spirit to write the family story. But it wouldn't just be the part of their story that we see here on earth. This would be their whole story, all the way through the storm of Batten disease to the other side, to eternity in a perfect heavenly kingdom. Anne wanted it to be a story of hope, but she didn't want to gloss over the grief of what was happening to the Gieselmans. How could anyone tell this story properly, she wondered. As Providence would have it, Amy Grimes, Anne's cousin, and the illustrator of the book's beautiful pictures, had a lot of ideas that could only have come from the Holy Spirit. With Amy's help, the divinely inspired storyline and imagery began to take shape. Both Anne and Amy wanted to incorporate things into the story that the Gieselmans were likely to see in real life. Luna moths, fireflies, and an angelfish, plus many others. And, of course, the entire idea was based on Revelation 21, in which we see the hope of the new kingdom where all things are made new. The book is available for purchase on Amazon. Thank you for joining me today for this special episode in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I hope you'll join me again.